Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which Police Radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm on the internet, as always, and I'm talking to a member of a band who hasn't been on the show before, and I get the impression that uh, you guys are actually fairly new. Yes, yeah, that's right. We had um, our first album drop just early December yeah. of 2020, uh, so only a month, and then before that, like, we had been kind of cooking away in the kitchen for about a year and a half or so, okay. so very new, and also um, it's been... A new experience being a new band in a pandemic. As I, well. I believe it. Yeah, and I actually have a lot of questions for you about that. But I think uh, before we get started, uh, if you want to just introduce yourself and then and, and the band as well, because I think a lot of people listening, you guys might be new to them as well. So yeah, just a bit mm-hmm. of background, I guess, on where you're coming from. Yeah, so it's uh, great to meet you. My name's uh, Chris Zelke. I'm the uh, lead singer and rhythm guitar player for a band called Lugosi. Um, we have three other guys in the band too. So, uh, Jordan Vandel, who does, um, a lot of bass guitar, keys, acoustic guitar, um, and drums. Okay. We have Brendan Funk who plays lead guitar and then, um, Eric Strong who plays, um, drums and bass. So it's, um, the roles aren't very much set in um, who plays what. It's just kind of where the expertise lies for the song. So hence all the titles with the names. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's cool. I like bands like that where it kind of it kind of shifts a bit depending on the song, right? So that, yeah, that's cool. So yeah. Um, yeah, like like you were saying, I mean, the pandemic is such a weird time to, to basically really launch <laughs> launch a band. Um, so yep. what what has that been like for you? Because I mean, your your record came out you know right in the peak of all this. And uh, you don't have an opportunity to tour. You don't have an opportunity to play shows, play a release show, really do anything other than, I guess, just get the word out online. So what's the experience been? Uh, it's been really it's been really interesting. Like I said, like we had been, when we started writing songs, it was uh, just Jordan and myself um, kind of coming from, you know, longtime members of the, uh, I guess, music community in the city. Um, but coming together, starting this project, having songs that just kind of meshed very well. And... Uh, Actually, this is Jordan right now. It looks now like he just showed us. up. Yeah, so we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll keep talking. Well, when he, when he yeah. pops up, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, when we when we started, this was obviously before COVID hit or before we knew what that was going to be all about. So yeah. um, it was, uh, I guess, starting at a place where um, having started bands before, it's just like, oh, we're going to record this. We're going to release it this way. And I can't wait to play a show, get like our friends and <laughs> people out and it's going to be so awesome yeah um and then covid strikes hey man hey well you know maybe that's a good place to pause and then we can introduce the uh the the, the newest uh person to join the conversation here <laughs> how's it going Hey, good man. How are you? Not bad, not bad. So, um, we've, we 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 started recording this already, but I think maybe this is a good time to um to introduce you. I mean, now that you're here and what you do in the band, and we were just basically talking about um, you know, how the pandemic has affected things, uh, especially as a relatively new band, and you're sort of 
making your big, you know, by putting out an album and just sort of introducing yourselves to the local community during the middle of a time when no one can play shows and no one can really do anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. I'm sure as Chris was talking about, uh, I'm Jordan, so sorry about that. I'm late, but, all good. Uh, all good. I'm here. Uh, so I do a lot of stuff in this band. Uh, I kind of we we kind of jump around as far as what we play. So you know, in the record that we have, uh, Chris and I pretty much have written and recorded everything here. So did uh, drums and bass and keys and guitar and uh, live. We do a very similar thing where we kind of switch off and 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 rotate. So. Okay. Uh, it's it's fun in that way too. Uh, I think for for me, when Chris and I were talking about what we wanted to do as a new band, uh, part of what I wanted to do was to challenge myself musically and just play lots of stuff. And okay, that's what we've been doing here. So it's been fun. Well, that's maybe a good segue into into the question that everyone hates answering, and I kind of hate asking. But how do you define what it is you do? I saw. I mean, I saw like you know your bio is is sort of vague. <laughs> I mean, in terms of putting a name to the genre, and that might be on purpose because, you know, obviously we're in this weird era where there's so many subgenres and extra labels and different definitions of, of music that a lot of people just try to avoid it. But, you know, because people need to be able to file you away somewhere in their brain, what's the best uh, kind of quick answer you have if someone says, what kind of music do you play? I would say dark indie alternative. Okay. Um, without getting too subgenre, because I had that feeling as well when we started recording songs was more so just like what don't we hear out there what what would we like to hear and um in terms of labeling what we sound like that's kind of come full circle to bite us in the butt but it's just having that um kind of dark themed songs um you know in some songs it's a little country western right um so it's all about the the mood of the song uh what it is we're trying to sing about and just kind of what feeling we want to convey. Okay. Is that the same, yeah. same, same definition you'd come up with, Jordan? Similar. I, I, it's it's weird. When Chris would, would write songs when you were kind of new and sharing songs back and forth, and he would send me it, and I would just like listen to it, I'd be like, what the fuck really is this? <laughs> like, how would you classify it? So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I would say it gets certainly, um, like, uh, very beat driven and uh, dark driven. You know, we try to like have kind of a, a, a mood for a song, not always a genre for a song. Right. And so we kind of let that lead us through it. Well, maybe a better way to ask the question, and I don't want to dwell on this too much because I know it sucks and no one likes it, but defining themselves, but are there artists that you guys, maybe whether it's the two of you or the whole band that you all sort of agree on, whether it's a direct influence or not, like just in terms of trying to place you, because I've mm -hmm. heard it and I'm not sure what to call it either. So <laughs> I would say what would, um, a band that we've been compared to is turnover. Okay. Uh, so just very like uh, guitar, like clean kind of riff driven uh, indie uh, Lord Huron. Um, so just very slow ambient, uh, just kind of thematic songs. Right. Um, other I think it will change too, depending on like what who writes the song. Like I sure, think if Chris sure. writes the song, it'll feel like that. Um, before I met Chris, I didn't really know who Turnover was, uh, but certainly listening to them, I can kind of see where he pulls some of that um, inspiration from. Okay, and like from myself, it, I kind of look um, towards stuff that I haven't done and I I, I want to do. So I do lots of like. Um, electric drums that like is very royal canoe inspired for sure, me sure, yeah. uh and stuff like that, that i can like really just experiment with well mentioning speaking of royal canoe i mean do you 
I'm assuming that's one of the bands that, that you, you would have, uh, you know, come up listening to in the local music scene. But I always try to place people because uh, over the course of doing this show, I've talked to people who are like, you know, 18 to 70, right? So there's just this massive range. Uh, and so I have my own experiences in the local music scene and my own kind of, uh, you know, landmark times and places and events and bands. But I'm always curious kind of what other people sort of point to as, as you know, this is a local band that, that got you into wanting to play music or, or this is a local band that you used to see all the time before starting your own project. Do you guys have kind of, um, you know, favorites from when you were younger that, that maybe helped springboard you into what you're doing now? That's a great question. Um, I'm not so much like an artist guy, but just songs. I mean, okay. um, even over the course of my music career, I think it's my interests have changed so much. Like if I think about um, when I started to play in bands, like it was like Slayer, um, okay, sure. Cannibal Corpse, and then kind of got into In Flames, um, and then from there just like branched out into more like melodic metal. Um, but then also, I don't know, like pop. Like last week, I spun the new Miley Cyrus. Um, like I said, like Turnover. Um, it's it's just kind of the like Faye Webster, which is a great uh, artist as well. It's like in the prominent in the indie scene in the states. So it's just very like if there's a song that just grabs me, I've kind of it's it, it it just changes. I feel like there's like a good beat in a lot of songs, and um, it always just I just find myself getting grabbed by a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, as far as like local bands go, as this kind of said, Royal Canoe, yeah. there are certainly some parts in, in the record that. Uh, especially drum-wise, where, you know, they do so much interesting things rhythmically, and they I do, would, yeah. you know, think about that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, even some songs we have, you know, two drum tracks going, very, like, very uh, comparable to how they would have, uh, like, a real drum kit, you know, panned right, and then more of a, a trick drum kit panned left. Um, and I, you know, certain songs have certain certain feels, too, so, like, uh, lots of the, the Boniface record I really like, and... Yep. Uh, there's a song on our record called "Why Do You Think of Me Now" that like it's super just like pop driven and like very straightforward like that. So uh, just trying to like immerse myself in music that I maybe wouldn't have listened to previously, coming from a background as Chris was saying that was more like very rock, hard rock driven. Uh, just trying to kind of leave that a little bit and uh, open up some new doors. Cool, cool.
things I noticed, you know, again, um, you guys being relatively new to, to, you know, as this band, um, looking on your social media, your Instagram page, it's very, um, it's very well designed. Like one of the things that, that, that happens, I think, uh, in this kind of day and age we're in is that a lot of bands, they can write great songs. They can, they have the, the creative part down, but then the marketing themselves part is they just completely have no idea what to do. And just looking at, you know, your images and your videos and things, looks like you guys have that part sorted out at least there's 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 a an image that the band has how important was kind of developing that to you guys uh when it came to sort of putting this record out and and, and getting some attention that's that's a great uh question um i feel like in in the past having been very satisfied with the sonic the sonic the music the songs have, having that all on lockdown and um it's 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 been a thing that I've done wrong in the past and I don't get why, but like when I check out a new artist, the first thing I'll do is like, do they have music videos? Uh, what do they look like? Yeah. Um, and I find like, that's oftentimes like half of the, half of the selling point to any band is like you, yes, you will sound good, but I feel like there's so many talented people out there. How are you going to, um, market yourself and, uh, poke your head up above the crowd? Right. Uh, so not not so much saying that we're doing that, but I think you just got to think of all aspects. Like you can't have a complete album without good artwork. And for me, just like the image, the logo, yeah, uh, and then also what we're going to release the music with. Like in the pandemic as well, it's we originally were just going to be like, hey, we're going to have a show. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get some bands. It's going to be fun. But uh, um, trying to think on our feet, it's like how are we going to sub uh supplement that so we teamed up with um one of our uh local filmographer friends james dixon okay um so he makes a lot of film which celebrates manitoba celebrates uh, rural manitoba celebrates di- different aspects of the city through his unique eye um and he was stoked on the idea when i showed him our music um to collaborate so on youtube we have um this um video piece because in a pandemic we weren't able to get together and film music videos so it's like having some uh, visual aspect where we get to promote each other was important but then again just like kind of turning back to that how do you mark mark yourself what it is um that you bring forth aside from the music that's kind of part of it too well you mentioned one of the things you mentioned right at the beginning of that of that whole little bit there was um about you know you you want to know what the band looks like 
And that, I thought that was very interesting. So what, what are you looking for? Like, what, what about a band's appearance, I guess, would make you think, this is something I want to check out? Because I think that probably differs for every person, right? But uh, yeah. I've never actually thought about it. I know I always look at the pictures of the band, but it never really occurs to me to... to I mean, I joked when I talked to you guys first, like, oh, you look like you're dressed like the 70s or something. <laughs> but but so, so I noticed awesome. it, right? I, I definitely <laughs> noticed it. But what are you looking for? I mean, if you're picking up a record by someone you've never heard before and you, you see their photos, what is it that appeals to you about the way they look that will make it kind of, oh, this will probably be good? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think for me, I have an overactive mind. If I just hear music, I'm going to, in my own head, write what they look like. Yeah, sure, like sure. What it is that that they do. I just feel like it's that picture's worth a thousand words. And uh, um, it's just, I start thinking of things. Like, I, it's it's the aspect of I want to know I want to know what they look like show me a video of them jamming in a space so that I get to enjoy that for right. me it just enriches like the tunes could be great but that video aspect that image aspect will bring it like sevenfold from there from that I, I don't know if I've ever even like thought of it uh in my conscious mind but like certainly uh I think we're all attracted to to different things um like you know you think of like iconic bands that sure. that have done, you know, obviously a lot of stuff like, you know, the Beatles, for example, in their classic suits uh, right. on, on, on TV, right? There's just some symmetry to it that even if you're not thinking about it, you're, you're just attracted to it. And so in, in this group, Chris is fully uh, an artist, not just musically, but, you know, uh, aesthetically too. He has put so much time into thinking about, you know, the photo shoot outfits and, and right. how we should uh, have some, some uh synchronicity there and even like in the videos he's created all the graphics for the videos and you know when we were writing this 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 album uh, it was a big thought of ours and and uh in the forefront of of what we were doing to try and really create some some art and like a, a feel and a look for it yeah
And I mean, I'm just thinking of a band like the Ramones, for example. Like, you look at the Ramones, and you know exactly what they sound like. You don't have to have heard a single note, and you just you can tell. The, the, yep. And I, I don't know if that's just because you know leather. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's just it, so it has that look for sure. That, so that it is a thing. And it's also interesting too that you know we're in an era where most people aren't looking at things like liner notes, and they're not looking at album covers and all that stuff because it's all just sitting in the cloud and randomly appearing on their uh, in their headphones, right? So. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, you know, in this weird dystopian future where people don't listen to records anymore, you guys are doing the work of actually, like, putting together, you know, a proper record in the sense of having having promo shots and having a logo and having attention paid to detail on the design and yeah. stuff. So that's it's cool. I guess yeah, you go back to basics sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. And I guess, like, it's all, um, it's all things, when I think about it that way, it's things that I would want to see from a band. Totally. So it's like, if we're going to start a new group, we should be doing that ourselves too it's like have have all those things thought out and yeah like i have a graphic design background so it's like why why wouldn't we do it yeah that Um, helps right (laughs) yeah totally so it kind of worked and then have friends who can shoot photography well and have a good eye so it's just like let's just get a bunch of artists together and then beep this thing up yeah well, it's, it's a good idea. If you have, if you have those resources, of course, like, you just totally use them. Yeah. What's the... Uh, obviously, again, we're in the pandemic. I don't need to keep uh, reiterating that, but you can't play shows. You can't do any of this stuff. So what has the reaction been to the record due to the fact that people can't actually see you to play it live or can't see you you know, in person to, to tell you what they think of it? It, it? So far, a lot of positive responses, uh, all the private messages, all the comments, all the likes, all the traction we've gotten so far has been very positive, which is it's always nervous when you're spending like a year plus crafting these songs, yes. um, planning things out. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with it, where it's just like at, at the end of the day, like the guys and me, we all like it and it sounds awesome, but we want people to 
feel, um, you know, what what we put into it, both from how it sounds and how the lyrics are. So yeah, um, it was, it's def- definitely nerve wracking, but um, yeah, it's been it's been great so far, and it's definitely been a challenge to keep that momentum going. Um, it's being said, like we can't play shows, so we're trying to really think of how do we keep putting content out there because we're still writing songs, we're still kind of rolling along at top speed. So um, yeah, it's it's been difficult to keep it going, but um, so so far it's been great. Cool. Well, that maybe leads into another question too, is, you know, obviously no one knows how long this pandemic is going to last for. Even if it ends relatively soon, is there a, a chance that by the time you can actually play a release show properly for this record, that these songs are going to feel old? Like, is there any danger of you guys have already kind of, you know, in your heads moved on past this stuff and you, you kind of have to play it then because people are wanting to hear the record on stage? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, lots of these songs, uh, when when we had written them, we actually wrote them like lots of times like in studios. So we would have an idea because it was just Chris and I at, at, at the top of them. And so we would have a, Chris would have a, like, like a riff and we would just like track it in and we'd add to it. And we would create these songs lots of times in studio. So when we actually started jamming with the band, uh, it was almost like learning these songs again or learning them for the first time really. And that really just kind of got going for us mostly in, in the fall. And then everything's kind of grinded to a, to a quick halt. So, uh, as much as we've been working on them for a while, jamming them is a whole different uh, atmosphere. Like okay. it's, it feels really good. So uh, I'm so stoked to like get on a stage and like play this and to feel it live. And I don't think it's going to feel old or, or mundane for us at all. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's a great point, though. It's just like if you, yeah, like man, I sure hope we can play some sort of show. Yeah, eventually. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the aspect of like releasing a new album and then not being able to play it until it's old. Oh, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it'd be new to even having. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say it'd be new to audiences anyway, right? Because you haven't had a chance to play this, and you haven't had a chance to play live in, in however long it's been now, right? For everyone, so. Yeah, exactly. It'll be good to get our, our feet wet again. Yeah. And I think prior to even playing a show in real life, uh, like we're gonna do some live videos and stuff like that once uh, we can at least have five people in the space together. So, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, that'll be fun.
Did the songs, uh, how have the songs changed um, from, you know, just the two of you guys doing it in the studio to now the expanded version of the band? Have uh, have the other members added, uh, you know, some of their own parts to the songs or have they re- stayed pretty much the same as they were when you initially recorded them? I think lots of it is is studio, uh, but they certainly have their own feel. So they've yeah. been adding it to it. And then, as well as that, just getting the instrumentation correctly. Uh, just because, you know, for lots of stuff we write has has so many parts. And so, you know, we've got to figure out who's going to play what and when. when. Yeah. And so uh, it's I think it stayed very much to, to the record version of it with a little bit of flavor here and there. Okay. I think it's some something that grew too. like I'm just thinking of conception of a few of the songs. It's um, having different uh, key layers and synth layers. Um, it's turned into these songs where at first it was Jordan and I, we really just appreciated these songs um, and then kind of felt it out. Then it got to a point where it's just like, well, A, we should turn this into a band, but B, <laughs> there's so many parts we almost need a band in that same respect. Um, so then getting getting Eric and Bren, who like would totally appre- uh, totally appreciate the songs and add to them as well was was key. Cool. So then bringing, bringing them on and then to then rehearse those songs, it just like things just naturally evolve when you have four four artists in a room kind of chipping away at a song do you think this will uh, obviously this is off in the future but you know 
when you guys do a follow-up to this eventually, are you hoping to have everyone involved in the kind of creative process with that? Or do you like the way that it works out so far? Um, no, I think we'll definitely uh, build it off it. So we had um, most of the album written. That we did one song on this record as as a group. It's okay. uh, called Bitter. It's called Bittersweet, uh, and that's one that we actually all wrote together as a band. Cool. And that was the last song we wrote. Last song we recorded for the record um, to get uh, Eric and, and Brent in it. Uh, but yeah, definitely in the future we'll be writing together, and I think it's going to add a whole another layer to future records too, where it's just not Chris and I. There's going to be there their tastes and, and, and they're, they're feeling it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's with something like this where it's, you know, two people working on it and you're doing everything yourselves. Were there any issues where, you know, so you were worried that something wouldn't be playable live in terms of just yeah. complexity or the amount of instruments you'd need or the, the type of instruments you need it, it, to, to make it happen live was certainly a question that Chris and I were, were back and forth with how we're going to do this. Um, so it's a band that is different for both of us because we've always been like a, a rock band, you know, yeah. two guitars, bass, drums, vocals, right? Very simple. Uh, where, where this is certainly a whole different feel. So we have uh, in-ears that we're working with um, live because, you know, we're, we're playing to lots of uh, VSTs and stuff that, that we wouldn't uh, have in, in, in other bands. And uh, even vocally, you know, we got, you know, there's Chris and I doing so much vocals, but we have so many other layers to it too. So sure. it was about figuring out how we could do this. And that was part of the, the, the fun almost for me, at least in, in some of this was technically it is very, very hard. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of pushing yourself in, in, into new ways, not just musically, but like just technically, how are we going to patch this through? How are we going to take this to a live, uh, live, live scenario and actually, do it and have it sound good. So uh, I think we're at a point now where we were ready for that and then everything got shut down. And so we couldn't actually, you know, debut it, but we're ready once that comes. Cool. Yep. Cool. So it, it works. Everything translates to live. You've been able to figure out like the, uh, the, the solutions to, to those problems. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like even when we wrote them, it's just like, it's, we write for like, we write for a four piece, which is what we have, but it's just those, few few additions which is just like is there going to be some sort of backing track and i think that's what we've experimented with where it's just like although it's light it's still um at least for phase phase one for live shows like probably have some stuff back but uh for for the most part we figured out a way to translate it live where it's still honest uh which is organic yeah Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned honest and organic because this has come up a lot on this show over the years, whether I'm talking to a rapper or a country singer or a rock band, whatever. Uh, I feel like Manitoba audiences, Winnipeg audiences, have a very uh, strong bullshit detector and people can tell if you're uh, basically phoning it in, right? And so that that that, that idea of being genuine and being honest and, and kind of uh, portraying your music, you know, with with some kind of soul whether not in terms of the genre but in terms of just the way you present it it seems to be super important and maybe more here in this city for whatever reason than other places and uh, i think yeah winnipeg audiences just they want to see someone actually giving a shit about what they're doing whatever that is right so yeah that's that's a great point and it's i think that's it it starts with any artist themselves it's just like don't don't release bullshit don't expect people to come and pay cash and Hear your crap if you can't give them some something for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's. I think I, I think we've all been to shows like that where we've, uh, where we've seen it. So, or just been in, in, in bands that <laughs> you know, true, yeah, yeah. You know you'll, you'll 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 write you'll write some songs that just 
you know, that's, you know, you're trying to write for someone else. You're trying to write for, you know, uh, just not for yourself. And that's yeah. very easily to, to detect when people listen to it. For sure. Yeah. So if people are hearing about you for the first time on this show, and I imagine there will be a lot of people because, again, like, you know, uh, you're relatively new as a band. Uh, what's the best way to find out more information about what you're up to and to hear the music that's out now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the best way to um, keep in touch with what we're doing day to day, that'll be our Instagram. So it's uh, Instagram, Lugosi.band. Um, if you want to support us more directly, we have our Bandcamp. Um, so uh, that's linked on our link tree on our Instagram. So there you'll have our record for purchase or for stream. Um, and then from there, we're on Apple Music, um, basically anywhere that streams music, you can find us. But those two, the Instagram and the Bandcamp will be the main ways to catch us. Right on. And before before I let you go, uh, the, the band name, are you just big Dracula fans or something? Like, what, what, what is the name? The <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, Lugosi, um, I just felt uh, once we started to have enough of our songs where I could start to see a theme emerge, um, it's dark. Um, and that kind of sums up what, what we write about okay. uh, lyrically and our theme as well. So I just felt it. It was that one word, and it just seemed to click. Cool. Um, but I am a fan of the Golden Age, or my DVD collection from nice. 10 years ago is uh, longer than this room. <laughs> right on, <laughs> so. right on. 